welcome to the American Landscape Podcast, where we're discussing Season 1, Episode 4, Central California, Mysteries, Bigfoot, and Missions. My name is Greg Nutt. I am the executive producer, host, writer, if you know you can call what we do writing on this show. Uh, <laughs> with, uh, with me is Richard, who is... He always wants to say producer, but really what he does is more like a line producer and cameraman. And Mike, who has been our audio release guy, paperwork guy, web guy, yeah, uh, kind of like picking up the, you know, the slack of what needs to be done. Also does some B-roll shooting, um, and yeah, all around nice guy. Yeah. yeah, and all around nice guy. <laughs> so this week's episode that we're talking about actually spanned a, a pretty good area the first two locations basically santa cruz um and the larger picture and then um holon california which <laughs> i had never heard of before outside of king city in the middle of fort hunter liggett uh so those are the three cities or two cities uh we were at and um, basically mode of transportation, I believe, <laughs> excuse me, we were in Richard's vehicle this time, uh, a big gas guzzling Armada with a very outdated uh, GPS, but we managed to get by with that with our phone. Hey, it got us where we needed to go. <laughs> and but, it carries all the crap. That's the important thing. Yeah. That's the big thing. It carries all the crap. Yeah. Cause we, and even we, then, we in, and even then I share half the backseat with some of it. Well, we tend to take stuff that never even gets cracked open and I'm, trying to put uh, my foot down and getting to the point of like Huel, I was watching a Huel Hauser show one day. He says, we pretty much grab the camera and the mic and we go. And we grab the camera, the mic, the lights, the jib, the drone. The toys. Uh, it's all toys. Uh, a, a, a bunch of extra stuff that we sometimes don't even get to use. But one funny anecdote. When, you know, So we took the 101. You mean now, anecdote? Yes, anecdote. <laughs> And, and, and yeah, I've heard it both ways. <laughs> yeah, those who do it the other way are wrong. <laughs> it's, it's a reference to a television series you must not have watched, Mike. Um, Psych. Oh, he was always I watch a little wrong bit. And, I watch a little and, bit of Psych, but yeah, not not yeah. enough to have it firmly yeah. implanted. He'd firm. always say, "I've heard it both ways." Anyways, I wanted to go to one, the one on one because I had specific reasons because of places I wanted to hit on the way to um, work take some shots to to cut into our to our intro so it gave us some uh look of being at more places while we're building up our our vault our library of information to throw a few more things in that we may get back to but you know still uh feed our feed our intro with so we stopped at anderson split p on the way up uh did some shooting on the outside of that that's uh Buellton. Buellton, beautiful downtown Buellton. Uh, it's a place I used to stop as a kid. After my dad died, and even before my dad died, we went up the 101 a lot. We went up to Northern California a lot. So Anderson's, Anderson's yeah. was a place that we always stopped. Um, so it's very convenient. It's uh, The place actually has nice food, you know, like all the American places tend to give you way too much food. It's one of those large portion places that um, – are very large but we didn't eat we just stopped for the you know there's you know nice restrooms 
take some video, get yeah, back in the car. They had a little history exhibit. They had a little history oh, yeah. exhibit on the, yeah. up on the second floor there. Yes, they did. I forgot about that. Um, traffic on the 101 was incredibly <laughs> horrific. Uh, we, we ran into, what, one state fair uh, on the way up. Um, and then, the, oh, oh, then we also stopped in San Luis Obispo, the world's first motor lodge. What's left and, of it? What's yet? Yeah, it was like the facade held up with uh I beams and stuff. And uh, so that, that was one stop. We didn't really get the film, there was fence stop. And I, when the when the fence says no trespassing, I, I, I buy that no trespassing, so I don't go past, especially we it looks met like the, it could collapse on you. It does. And we yeah. met this guy that says, oh, just walk in. Nobody cares. I'll stay with that no trespassing sign because I'm the guy that has that kind of luck that the cop comes by when you're, you know, trespassing, in- innocently <laughs> trespassing. Uh, so is there such a thing as innocently <laughs> trespassing? I, I think I, I got an architect friend who firmly believes if the gates open, that's a sign of welcome. <laughs> and I've walked into some historically significant grounds of, a home of architectural uh, masterpieces because the door was open or a gate was open. Um, I won't say where, just in case something happened. Uh, but one of the highlights on this trip was we wanted to eat and we saw a uh, hometown buffet. And I'm like, yeah, let's, let's, let's do the buffet. <laughs> and we pulled in before we even parked though, Rich wanted the clean as windshield. I'll, I'll, I'll tell that story. You, you finish off the buffet. Finish off the buffet story. Don't leave us hanging on this, man. Go ahead. We parked and we walked up. The place was closed. It it's it was shut down. But you know, By you order of the health department, probably. Uh, the whole chain is, I think, except for one or two. Okay, maybe the yeah. chain has been closing down, and which I didn't know at the time. But you couldn't really tell until we got up to the door, which was kind of the sad thing. Yeah, we're but, all expecting to go get something to eat, and you guys go up, and you're just kind of staring at the door. I'm trying to figure out, well, why aren't you going in? Why are you just standing there at the door? But we were still also cue chuckling. The, cue the sad from, itself. Okay, from, so, from this little thing Richard will explain. Well, what happened was, it, this is coming in late in the afternoon, because we did have one side trip. The, the uh, Xylite, which has become very big use when we're doing uh, interviews and everything greg was having problems with it so it needed to go over to their shop right over there in hollywood so we had to make that side trip to drop that off i wouldn't really called that a, a side trip and i don't think it was hollywood. Well, it, t- it took us out of the way while we were standing in traffic out there in west la so all right so anyways, anyways so it's afternoon and we've been going through bugs and everything else and as we're going into the sunset my window's dirty, so I'm going to wash it, forgetting that we have the camera sitting up on top of the windshield filming as we're going along. So as I turn on the windshield washer, the one wiper comes up, hits the camera mount, bends the wiper, and now the wipers are all flipping back and forth on top of the <laughs> camera. And it's like, and the thing is, it's you, not something you just turn off because when you hit the windshield wiper, it automatically is going to do five wipes regardless of what you want to do. Wait, like, wait you're, that's getting a little personal now. You're talking about how many wipes. It's not so what this show's about. 
So it's you like there, yes, there you were, can't stop it because you did the washer function instead of the yeah. So there's a few expletives that go on at this point, and the window looks worse than ever because it didn't. Now that the wiper is all bent to heck, it's uh, kind of uh, just not, switching not, stuff around on the window sorry. instead of wiping it off. Um, I'm, I'm sorry if someone didn't hear the first part of this conversation. <laughs> And all they heard was five, five wipes, wipes and wiping it off, and it didn't work. Oh, Our podcast stop, has just stop, went down a new hole. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Only that you want to. Come on, get us back on track. Come on. Yes. So anyways, Don't. we see the motel, and we continue going on up the uh, road. Yeah, so then we, because uh, we're we're going all the way to Santa Cruz, so we're we're hitting, we're going to Santa Cruz, and then on the way back we get to get Holine. So we got two places we're going to. Holone. Uh, <coughs> oh, I'm sorry, Holone. And I did mention what the name of the show was. Uh, I, God, I hope so. That usually is how I introduce it. Uh, we're season one, episode four, Central California mysteries, Bigfoots, and missions. So um, as we're cruising up 101. We stop at Mission San Miguel Archangel to do again some intro B roll uh, kind of stuff. And what town is that? It was getting close to. It was we were in Golden Hour, I would say. Yes, but uh, what town yeah. were we? What town? Where is? Oh, oh uh, it is in San Miguel, California. Okay. I I did look some of this stuff up. Unlike our other show, this show yes. has some research. Um, so we stop there, uh, get back on the freeway, and from here on out, we're pretty much um, just driving straight through to Santa Cruz. Mike's doing it's, some research about, you know, a Tesla, how far they go. We're having some good banter about uh, yeah, electric vehicles, you yeah. know, our beliefs in what they can or can't do, and just our normal BS uh, when, and, when we travel. And- I was going to say, by this time, it's already dark. There's nothing to see yes. anyway. Well, oh, yeah, there's nothing we can stop uh, and do. So I've I've made a reservation at a place called the Sterling Inn in Santa Clara. So we're a little north of Santa Cruz uh, off of the, um, see, we went to 101. And I'm not sure if we ended up changing freeways up there, but it's in Santa Clara, right close to the um, the university. And as we pull up, the guys are like, what the heck? What is this place? It's a motor lodge. Okay, so it's a drive-up motor lodge. We are the last people to show up for their reservations. And our host, the owner, is waiting for us. Yeah, he waited up. Very nice, very nice dude. um, And checks us into the room, and the guys are blown away. Totally redone room. Yeah, the inside did not. It reflect. was very, very. The nice. outside did not reflect the inside. I'll yeah, say that. spacious. Ended up, you know, the floors creaked a little bit. It's probably built in the fifties, maybe. Yeah, you know? it had all new flooring. The walls were really uh, retextured and nice. It had a whole new bathroom, all fixtures and everything in there. It was very nicely done. Yeah, so this is one of those ones where. You know, you, you got to rely something that um, Richard has learned that maybe checking reviews of places would help. Um, hey, 
there was a motocross and <laughs> yeah. a bunch of bowling stuff going on. There was, <laughs> yeah. there was no room in the end. We had yeah. the major in the back. You 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 keep working on that one, uh, that story, and, and refining it. But we'll get to that on another show. That was so. So it was a no because it's didn't oh, happen on that. That's right. That's yet to come. Okay. This this place was definitely a diamond in the rough. Um, very happy with it. I wrote him a nice review on Hotels.com. The guy answered me, you know, like within a day or so, or left a thank you for the review. Uh, you know, and it wasn't. Ah, what I don't it depends on what you keep consider cheap or expensive, but. I, I would recommend it. I'd stay there again if I was up in the area filming. So, you know, we hit the road and we're heading to uh, Santa Cruz to that's go the next to the morning. Yeah, the next morning to the mystery spot. And that's going to be our first place. It's, you know, it's in, it's in a grove of redwoods. It's not like being in, uh, you know, up further on the 101 or some of the places south of San Francisco. But, you know, still nice enough. And I hadn't been there in probably 40 years. Uh, it's a, it a regular stop on our drives up north uh, as a kid. And I thought this is the kind of place I really like and want to feature in the show, roadside attractions. And it's been handed down from the original owners to a new owner. i uh, got a lot of kids from college running the joint uh, these days. But really cool, a lot of fun. We went on a uh, tour with a bunch of other people. So we didn't do anything private other than an interview with our tour uh, guide. Our tour guide was it Colin? Connor. Colin? Connor. Connor. But don't even try to pronounce his last name. <laughs> oh my god, he's got a Scottish last name that oh give you a run for very, your money. Very Gaelic, right? Very lot oh. of crazy mix of uh, consonants. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was a lot of fun. It was very interesting. Um, there's some trails you can walk there. Uh, there's they have a little, uh, well, not a diner, a place to get something to eat, a gift shop. It's actually a very cool place. I'd say you could spend, you know, a couple hours there, depending on how long you might have to wait for a tour. If the snack shop was open, it wasn't quite open. We were there really early. So when we got there, the fog was still, down, you know, kind of socked in, you know, it was really the cool. canyons, yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a neat place. And again, r privately owned, privately ran. Uh, very similar to what the uh, Knott's Berry Farms Haunted Shack uh, used to be before they tore it down. Same thing with uh, Calico's got one of them. They, I forgot what they they consider they consider them a um, a unique spot on the earth that makes you know certain things happen. Um, one thing I did note, I don't remember as a kid if they had the water running uphill uh, like uh, some of the other places do, but fun. I don't. You guys chime in a bit if you think I'm, it was fun. I, I'm trying to. Yeah, it was fun. It, yeah, it's the, it's your old gravity shack routine. Yes, yes, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and very old, but very effective, and it's it was still very popular, and they did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was, I was rolling into we. Um, well, kind of have to hit our list separately at each location. Uh, we did some stuff on sticks tripod for those who don't know what sticks are. Uh, easy rig, and we're back on the 5D Mark II and the Indie Systems rig on this one. And I also uh, used the uh, handheld gimbal for the drone camera. That's right, and that actually worked out really well. I was a little skeptical uh, on on this on that camera being used, but I thought I think it worked out really well. And I don't remember we did have a fill light. Uh, 
I believe, uh, camera-mounted light on this show. I, I had a little tiny LED panel. Um, um, God, I can't remember now, but I'm pretty sure the Xylite obviously was... was it there? Uh, no Xylite. Well, <laughs> yeah, we dropped that one off to, to get worked on. So it worked out really well. That easy rig, and because that the rig that the 5D was in, it's quite loaded. It's got a, a Zoom H6 connected to it. You know, it's got the camera, the follow focus. Uh, it's you know, mounted just, in a it's mounted in a rack, right? It's like a, a rack of a, a rails, a, cage. a, ray, a rail cage. A cage. There you go. Yeah. 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 And then this was also the first time that we kind of went digital. Uh, Mike had been giving me crap for a while about. Uh, not having a shot list because yeah. <laughs> I kind of I kind of wing it. Well, so. because in, in our post in our after action reports of our shows, like oh crap, I forgot to take a picture of that. Oh crap, yeah. I forgot to take a picture of that. I'm like, well, dude, yeah, write the crap so, down so we don't forget. We, we found an app called Shot Lister that you can share your shot list between other users of the app. You you, you know you create users and all that, and that uh, it worked out really well funny thing is and i haven't used it quite as much um since uh one especially on the trips you haven't been and then we also introduced i think for the first time on this trip easy release which is a digital um location and individual releases which is really cool uh you put all the info in you take a picture and their email address and it sends out the release to them and they sign it with their finger on the ipad or your iPhone, whatever. It's a very nice program, not very expensive. And that no. was a, introduced for the first time on this show, and it's worked out really well. That one we've definitely been using uh, here on out. Nice thing about these areas, n none of these places required a permit, which was really nice. Uh, forgot to mention on the last show, you know, the museum show, the Forgotten Warriors, we did need a permit up there, but it was free, which was which was great. Um so that's kind of the, uh, I think, covers everything at this location, right? Uh, any problems? Yeah, pretty much so. Um, I don't remember any there problems. Was us. Uh, finding the cameraman sometimes. I do. We were, <laughs> yeah, we were like, <laughs> I was, actually, I was going to bring up the fact that I was, uh, I remembered shooting some B roll around there and following another tour to get some B roll. And then I couldn't find you guys, and you guys were up the trail using yeah. a little mini rig and the iPhone, wandering up the nature trail on the other side of the parking lot. Yes. Uh, yeah, we were. And I have to say, and this is and where. Was, it was a nice shot when you had that nice overall shot, but yeah. I couldn't find you guys. This is sometimes where I get impatient. I'm done. I've come off my high of my interview and all that. And he's, you know, Richard or whoever's doing B-roll, and and I'm like, okay, I'm hungry. I want, you know, it's like I don't want to rush them because I, I, the problems I have, still today, with every shoot is I never feel like I have enough B-roll, or I have B-roll of the wrong things. So some we're still working out. So I can't fault anybody for taking a lot of B-roll, uh, and we didn't have a uh, a time set for the next location. It was just show up. I think it was like show up after lunch. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, you, you wander around, you do your thing, but no great problems. I actually think we we did kind of like a general on camera. Hey, everybody on the tour, we're filming. Does yeah. anybody not want to be on film? Yes, yes, I remember yeah, asking yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, so nobody objected, and uh, we had a couple times where the two cameramen, you know, one holding the uh, the gimbal from a 
Jeez, what drone? What? A drone. It's called a drone. Yo, I was going to give the 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 unique. name of the drone. Unique. The, oh, that's unique. I forgot what model. God, Typhoon. I'm just losing it tonight. Thank you, Typhoon. Yeah, not the H, uh, the one prior to that. Sometimes we had cameramen stepping in front of each other, and that's just a dance. Well, that, it's not like it's know. a wide open place, you know. No, it, it is was pretty tight. And, yeah, and, you know, I didn't want to fall on my ass because, you know, the floor is all tilted. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but I, I really don't have it. Carry all, I had to carry all that cage and everything. Yeah. So. Don't have really over any old overall complaints. That worked out pretty well in general. But it was, it was the first time we were doing that. So if we did have some, you know, double coverage or stepping in front of each other, I would have expected it because um, it was something we, we hadn't tried before. So after that, we you know loaded up in the car and we are heading out to Santa, another area of Santa Cruz where we're going to go to the Bigfoot Museum, and found a little local uh, Mexican food diner. You know, yes, that I yes, yeah, I remember. Which was was really good. Was it Felton, you know? Felton, right? Felton. Yes, Felton. Felton yeah. yeah. So they're technically say you know in the bigger picture they say they're in Santa Cruz, but the, yes, you're right. They're technically in Felton, just on the edge. Uh, they're across from the. Um, I'm gonna look it up uh, here. A park, uh, park, uh, uh, Redwoods, Henry Cowles Redwood State Park. Yes, and, but there's a train place there that is. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, really cool. Haven't been there since I. Well, I can't say it's, it's, it's Roaring since Camp. Kid. Roaring Camp. Yeah, really nice place. The wife and I went there once when I stationed up, uh, you know, at Beale, on a trip. It's very a very cool place. So there that if you want to kind of locate yourself, that's where they are in Felton. You know what? Ten minutes down the road, you were back in Santa Cruz. Yeah, but it's a now, twisty road. It's it a was slow, a, twist. it's a slow road. Yeah. yeah you, well, even coming from where we were in Santa Clara over to uh, uh, Mystery Spot, cool windy road uh, to get down in there, which which I thought well, was was a lot of fun. What was also really cool on that one was we had the morning fog going down into the mountain. So we're looking at it from above, going down into it, and then driving through it to get to Mystery Spot. Just added that much more to the uh, scenery. Yeah, a little a little texture. So the Bigfoot Museum, this was one of those ones, you know, again, I'm sometimes I'm literally just on Google Map. Okay, we want to film in this area. What's popping up on the map? When I see this thing, it says Bigfoot Museum. Like Bigfoot Museum. That's my kind of place. I want to go see this. Bigfoot Discovery Museum. Yeah, yes. Capratoris Bigfoot Discovery yeah. Museum. Yeah, yeah. Let's get, get. Yeah, well, you know, it's technically the name. I you can find it listed a whole bunch of different ways, but yes, that is a technical name. It's a little red building. It's not very big. A lot of Bigfoot stuff out in front, and you know. Not knowing what we're getting into here. Is this, you know, a guy that is super serious? Is this lighthearted? You know, what are we what are we getting getting here? So now I don't remember why, but we had a handheld mic going instead of micing the guy up. So though that's a little ahead of myself if we encountered any problems. Again, film, this was all easy rig. <laughs> there wasn't room really for a tripod. This place is tight. Nope. So if anybody else walks in, um, we don't have much room to move. And people sporadically were coming in and out. So the guy's a character. And I mean that in the nicest way. I thought he was a great guy, passionate belief about the genre. Well, a little standoffish at first, 
but because he wasn't more... he wasn't sure where if we were coming in to make fun of him or not. I think yeah, that's he, true. He got burned by another show that kind of ridiculed, interviewed him, but then re- used it as ridicule for their show. Well, yeah, bullshit. Not we don't get a curse on the show, but the show is the Penn and Teller bullshit show, and they, you know, were not kind to him from what we were told. Um, but it took a while. He warmed up because I won. I think I I showed a general genuine interest. I mean. Who's to say Bigfoot's not out there? You know, there's they're still finding. Uh, just on the radio a few weeks ago, they were talking about how many species went extinct this year, and how many new species were found that either we thought were extinct or nobody knew about. You never know; it could well, be out there. You know, so I, I, say, I have an open mind. You know, it it was actually you know we weren't quite sure what to expect, but I thought it was very intriguing because the guy had some serious data it wasn't like he was trying to you know it it wasn't going way out there it sounded like serious research that this guy has put some serious time into oh yeah yeah when you looked around the museum it was you know there was some stuff he had you know movies harry and henderson's you know the stuff you got to show people who's going to want out of there but he had started, I believe, uh, he was going to school for an anthropologist. They weren't real open to ideas like Bigfoot. But, yes, he does a lot of research, knew a lot of the, the genre of the books, which ones he thought were decent to read, which ones weren't. So he opened up a lot through the interview. And this was a place that, you know, now we talk about B-roll problems we had. It's not a big place. So, you know, you know you're trying to it's cover. Hard to fill, yeah. Yeah, time. you got to fill it. And and honestly, there was one section I wasn't allowed to shoot over by because he has a copy of the, uh, oh, what's the name of the film? <laughs> I wanted to say Zapruder. But I, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Bigfoot, the Bigfoot equivalent of the Zapruder film. Yeah, yeah. 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 That very famous uh, Bigfoot film, but it's copyrighted material, and all the material that's around it is all copywritten, so we weren't allowed to shoot that entire, though be that it corner. Small, that corner, it was a yeah. very good corner of the room that we weren't allowed yeah. to film around. Yeah. I understood it was just the film, but regardless, yeah, there's there's not a ton of stuff, and so that was that was okay. Let's call that problem one we encountered. Problem two, we had some focus issues where the interview started off when nobody's in focus. That was one thing, and I'm hand holding a mic, which. I'm not. I don't even remember why we did that. Why we didn't want. I think I was still mic'd up, but he uh, was not. We might have been dealing with popping. We might, because yeah, that was my old mics. Um, the longer we were using them, the more they'd start to pop. Still haven't figured that out, but we've moved on. Uh, so there was some sound issues, not a lot, a little bit of lighting, but focus was kind of a thing that you know I don't want to berate forever on that, but. Yeah, I'm then now I'm looking for B-roll to cover that up, you know, because I, I just, you know, I don't. That's not the quality level I'm looking for. So again, we're we're this is our third show, fourth show, we're growing, we're trying different things. Um, now I see, and you weren't running a boom at all on that mic, right? We no. were just uh, no, just doing it. Yeah, yeah, it really was. If we were trying to do that, I don't know, uh, you know, and that was a thing where you could barely move if the guy went to grab something off the shelf. It's like there's just no place to go. And he, he and, said, and, yeah, he was sitting behind the counter for the interview, right? So everything's, you know, uh, within arm's reach. It, and he, you know, had to had a hat on, his glasses, you know. He was a, uh, he didn't want to like, he didn't like looking at the light in the camera. 
Remember that? He's you know tilting his head down so the bill of his cap would shade his eyes. Yeah. Uh, it was and, and and at this time I'm still working with Rich about, you and, know, I want over the shoulder. He later tells me a few shows later, I don't like over the shoulder. And I was like, Did I ask you if you liked it? I told you we, that's what I want. But by the same token, you're also complaining about the lighting because we were using a, a flood lamp at that time. And the flood lamp lit your beard up like sunlight <laughs> while it wasn't lighting up the background enough. So, well, if it was, if, you were, if it was over the shoulder, you would was over to... the shoulder. You were complaining when I was not over the shoulder. So anyways. I don't know. There, I don't know if there's room for there for over the shoulder. Cause yeah, his, the, I would, the room was an L and you're like, I would never, never complain about an over the shoulder shot. Cause then you don't see my chubby face and, uh, you know, my Alfred Hitchcock, uh, profile. And so it's you know more of it's vain. It's like I don't want to see the you know the tight shirt on me or something. Wrong business if you you have vanity issues. Yeah, really. Uh, But you know it's again something we're growing. We're trying to you know um, I'm you know here I'm I'm watching a lot of shows. I'm watching Samantha Browns. I'm watching Huel Hauser's. I'm watching Rick Steves. Uh, Richard's giving me a little bit of heartache about Rick Steves, and we had a we had a let's say a come to Jesus talk the other day when I'm like. You know all that stuff you're suggesting to me. What show does that sound like more than anything? Uh, well, I said Rick Steves. He's like, oh, you're right. <laughs> uh, we're probably closest to Hugh Hauser of any of the shows, where it's kind of you know what it seems like by the seat of our pants kind of thing. I don't want a lot. I don't do a lot of research before I show up. I do enough to be somewhat familiar because I want to enjoy seeing something. Hopefully for the first time. Sometimes I've seen it you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, but I want to experience it. Like it's my first time. Uh, so I don't want to, you know, I'm not going to correct anybody. If I know, like we still have that one kid that said uh, the Titanic plates. And I actually, I don't <laughs> think I even caught it when he said it, but I'm editing, editing going, God, do I put a lower third to correct him? <laughs> Tectonics, not Titanic. Um, but you know what happens? And, you know, we, we, we so, move on. So that was a hard place to shoot for coverage. If anything, that's the biggest, uh, I won't call it a complaint, but problem was coverage. You know, what do you do? Because uh, quite honestly, just staring at a guy talking to me for seven, eight minutes can get boring. You know, you want to see, well, if he's talking about something on a map, let's see the map. You know, you're yeah. talking about the book, let's see the book. But uh, yeah, it's just hard to get coverage on a place like that. But it is rich with material. You know, if you were to show up to this place, and I highly suggest it, even if you think it's a load of crap, I find it interesting. You'll and spend I, at, at least a good hour's worth of time there just looking at some of the stuff that yeah, he has around there. Uh, yeah, and I think, you know, you you know, go in with an open mind. Uh, even if you're, you know, you don't believe it's true. Give the guy his due. He, you know, he's into it, and uh, I think we we gave him respect. And he's trying, and, he, and he's not trying you know, to snow you or or pull the wool yeah. over your eyes, right? He's not trying to. Uh, no, no, he's he's trying to stray. He's any and you know, Greg made a really good point that he has a few books that he says this is not a good book. It doesn't give proper information, so he's trying to look at it in a very sound, dare I say, scientific method that. What is good data? What is bad data? What makes it, what qualifies both? Well, I think he actually, you know, uh, goes from the scientific method. Like I say, he started in school through anthropology. 
Uh, he claims to have had a sighting when he was a, uh, a young whippersnapper, you know, which got him kind of interested in it. So, you know, I, I, I'll tell you, I saw a UFO. I'm not saying I saw a flying saucer. I saw a light moving in the sky that I couldn't yeah, identify, could identify, so it was an unidentified flying object. Okay, but have and you it, seen Bigfoot? No, um, but I want to. See, these are the things. I do a lot of – I'll go to paranormal things because I'm I'm intellectually interested. Yeah. I want to see. I never see. And I see people – I go to some of these and – oh, do you feel that? No, and I don't think you do either. <laughs> So sometimes anyway. <laughs> you can just kind of you can just kind of tell sometimes i think some people are in the moment versus experiencing something i don't know it's a guess but uh bigfoot museum fun place uh worth a half hour 45 minutes at least to go in cruise talk to uh, um god i should have had Mike, his name michael up. rudd right uh, mike uh god you're good with names and, and times and all that michael rudd yeah I I thought he was very interesting, sincere yes, uh, about the subject matter, and I think that would, uh, as long as you give him respect, he'll give you respect. You go in there with an attitude. I bet you'd get an attitude. This guy's not, you know, a lightweight. I don't think so. I, uh, well, he knows his stuff. He does. All right. So, so uh, moving on, we uh, from from here we. You know, had to take a long trip down the coast. Uh, I don't remember where we cut over inland, but we're heading down to go uh, to Salina. Uh, I want to say Salinas. Salinas uh, Sal may have been Salinas because uh, we're cutting over to go to King City, which we're going to spend the night here. Here's another thing that you just can't plan. I guess you could, but you really have to be connected and really find some things out. I had talking. I had talking. I had talked to our host. And I told, I found out that uh, there's this there's this hacienda that used to be owned by William Randolph Hearst, that's within viewing distance from the mission. And she's like, she goes, you probably can't get a room there. I'm like, why? Well, it's like the big Army Reserve weekend out here. I'm like, oh. So then I started trying to find a room at the closest uh, place, which King City was really in the direction we were going, so we didn't have to backtrack. And a lot of them were were pretty close to being full, and then we we went for breakfast at Denny's, yeah, packed full of packed full of soldiers, yeah, 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 yeah. And what the nice thing was, you know, I had mentioned that I was uh, Mike and I were um, uh, ex military veterans, and the guy gave us a discount for the whole table, uh, even though uh, our buddy wasn't. But it was very nice that he gave him all. And I took, you know, took a few moments to mention Amvets. You know, since I'm in Amvets, I take uh, every opportunity to, pitching, and, yeah. you know, get other people in and tell you what we can do for you and all that. But anyways, we were going to see Joan Steele, who was the administrator administrator uh, at Mission San Antonio de Padua, and this is not real close to King City. King City was the closest place we could stay. We talk about a long and winding road. Yes, oh my gosh, middle of nowhere. Out into the middle of nowhere. Um, this is the road. And we finally got there, and there's helicopters flying over. There's this, there's, yeah, there's that. Army bivouac set up. Yeah. All over the place. Oh, yeah. And, and Two and a half ton I trucks. I don't remember if we asked me. I think we did about flying the drone, and we did. 
uh, fly the drone. Got some beautiful shots of the mission from the air. I'm kind of wishing we'd done some more, but we got some really good shots. We we did ask because we were very close to the approach into their landing zone with the helicopters, and they yeah. told us as long as we stayed below two hundred feet, they didn't yeah, care. Yeah, the uh, the um, the sectional chart for the area showed that the mission was like right on the border of of their airspace for controlled flight or not controlled flight. So you know, we, yeah, I, we, think, I think the thing barely made it fifty feet off the ground. So yeah, I say I've found that for what we do, seventy five to hundred is the absolute ceiling for what we need to do anymore you you're you know the item you're shooting is becoming very small uh when it's, and she wasn't quite ready when we we got there she was in a meeting it's they're, a really cool mission they're it's also been, having church too right we got there on a sunday church, yes and church, church was going yeah. on um and what we i we didn't know till later is we might have been able to stay at the mission because they have a retreat there anybody can stay as long as you have a reason to stay that you have something connected to uh, the church, either you're on, you know, religious retreat. Oh, yeah, I think right. I think we could have satisfied that with we're there to film, but I don't know if we, I don't know, we we got to King City still in the light, so it's not like we would have been driving those roads at night, but it would have been a dark, lonely road at night, uh, and we managed to King City again have a pizza, this little, uh, you that know, hold the wall yeah. pizza joint, which was good. We went and saw one of the Planet of the Ape films at a local theater. So it was a it was a good a good night before we uh, headed out out there. <coughs> so again, uh, we did run into some issues. Um, <coughs> oh, sorry, sound was our big issue, and a little bit of our our coverage. Um, one thing we if I shoot it right now, we're shooting as much 4K as we can, so I can how would you say reframe the shot in standard de- or uh, high def if, if I need to. Um, so we, we, again, I'm not behind the camera. I guess I could have got up, looked at the shot. Wasn't crazy about the, the coverage of me, but I made it work. The sound was the worst part of this one. We, uh, again, I don't, I don't know if it's because she was a woman and we haven't got comfortable with miking women up yet. But basically, we the handheld the the transmitter of the handheld's pretty big. Sat it on the table in front of her. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember and that. it made for some interesting post. And I'm not I'm I consider myself a great not a great a good video editor. Sound is not my thing. I, I have a running knowledge of it to do the best I can. But it was a bit of a challenge, and coverage was a bit of a challenge too. Because quite frankly. There's not much of the mission you can go see here. I mean, there's a little bit of displays. You've got the church. It's kind of dark, so you've got limitations of, you know, uh, shooting. We didn't really want to turn any lights on in the church for, you know, respect reasons. Um, so coverage was was an issue. I did a lot of searching for, you know, like historic images or drawings of the native people that we were talking about. But I thought Joan was extremely knowledgeable yes i was gonna say well read she may be also well read extremely knowledgeable extremely interesting and engaging yeah yeah, she was a good um i wasn't sure what we were gonna get you you just don't know who you you know who who you're gonna get could have been like a 90 year old nun uh you know that 
couldn't put two words together. I mean, you just, you just, this is the gamble you take sometimes. And a lot of time my communications by email and with one or two calls. So again, unsure, but man, was I super happy with, with that interview, not super happy with the sound, not super our set. Well, the second camera, because the way we, when we tried to go the more traditional TV interview look on this shot, Unfortunately, yeah. the room we went into wasn't great for that with some of the what was in the background, except the shots. If I'm looking at a shot of uh, Michelle or Joan right now was shot in my 5D Mark II, shallow depth of field. So everything's blurred out in the background. It's actually a pretty, pretty shot. The shot of me, I think, is with Mike's 4Ti, which. Uh, no, it's the little handheld uh, was the little handheld video camera. Oh, that you brought with you. That's right. And it's it did not have the short depth of no, field. No, because it's a video camera. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's not, got a... It's not a... It's not the, yeah, it's got a chip about the size of your pinky fingernail. <laughs> and uh, so, so, yeah. It captures an HD. Hey, you know what? It got the second shot without me. <laughs> and we've done this before. Okay, we need some reaction shots, Greg. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll stand there and I'll smile, <laughs> laugh a little bit. Cheesy little, like, cutaways back to me. You know, it, it's... It's better when it's natural, um, but the five D shots, I, I still think, you know, the five D shoots beautifully. Uh, I love the camera. We're not using it as much anymore, but it's it's uh, it worked out really well on this. All tripods uh, for this, and then you know whatever handheld or uh, easy rig stuff around the uh, the mission. But when you get out here, there's not a lot to do except for the mission because you're just way in the heck out there it's middle of nowhere it is the middle of nowhere but it's where it's the most remote of all the california missions and probably in better shape than a lot of the missions also yes because yeah it was not near population centers for people to deface well, yeah, it or steal pieces of it or whatever right true but if you go to the uh, the interweb and you go out there and look at some historic photos it was in pretty shabby shape at yes. one time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they did a big rest restoration problem. They're still working on their – could be done by now, the, uh, uh, some roofing issues. Yeah, I remember that. But, some tarps up, yeah. 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 Well worth going out there, though. Uh, my, I, see, I don't know where my wife and I had been. Oh, coming back from the uh, the funeral uh, for Dan Spear, where him, I'm like – I told her, last-minute decision. You want to you know, hit the uh, Winchester house? Yes, uh, this is like way out of our way to go home. So come, right before we hit Sacramento, I crank over to the 80, and we go down to the Winchester house. And then, you want to go see that mission? Yeah, all right. Uh, we yeah. pull <laughs> pull up, and the gate's closed. Oh, no. Like, we got all the way out there in that windy room, and the gate was closed. The gate uh, where? There's, a, there's this little, like, you know, those metal gates that kind of, like, yeah, but you know. Where is that at? Where? It's well, you could see the mission. So that dirt road we drove into the mission. Okay, it's way out there where pavement changes to dirt. Okay, okay. Yeah. So you know, she got out and took a couple pictures, but you know, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. But oh well, you know, we knew we were pushing it on the day, and things happen, you know. Uh, but well worth it. So we've talked about what encounters, some problems we encountered. So we learned a few more things again, and we also learned how thick Adobe walls can really cool down a, a room. It yeah. it had to be over 100 out there that day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, close to. Close to. Yeah. 
And yeah. she goes, well, we can use this conference room. I'm like, oh, you got the air on in here. She goes, there's no, no air. No. <laughs> they open the it's, windows at night, let all the cold air yeah. in, and shut them out, you know, close yeah. them when the sun comes up. They, they had a couple slow-moving fans and walls that are probably five-foot thick yeah. adobe. And it was nice in there. Um, so, yeah. So, again, well worth going out there uh, and seeing it. And there's not much around it. Closest city is King City. If you want to stay overnight, if you're driving through. And it's still at least a half-hour road. Ru- at, uh, yeah, at least. And a windy one, too, with not a lot to see. Pretty, I mean, pretty hills and, and trees and all that, but, you know, not not a lot of sightseeing to do out there. Um, so I can't really suggest any other locations close to that one. Of course, up by in the Santa Cruz area, you got the beach, you got the boardwalk. You know, we talked about uh, the Roaring Camp train. Uh, there's there's a lot to do up there. Santa Cruz is just crawling with things to do. Uh, King City, nah, not not, not much. so. Movie theater, <laughs> yes. I don't know. There might be some other it's little, trails. It's a or, little ag town, really. Yeah, it really is. And there is a route from where we were at at the mission to go to the coast. Uh, that might be an interesting road to drive someday. But yeah, there's there's not well, much out there. Yeah, at that particular time. Um, they had that landslide that took out uh, California Highway 1. Pieces of it, yeah. The coast road. And this was the only way to get in and out of Big Sur while we were visiting. Yeah, yeah. So um, we did try to shoot on the the way. So this is one of those things. Hey, we forgot to shoot like an intro. Because um, no shot so, list. Yeah, because we had the shot lister but it with us, but either we hadn't fully figured out somehow we i i'm like well we need to do an intro so we're, we're driving 101 home a lot better trip than driving up because the traffic was horrible going up and i'd say we were outside of goleta we'd we'd driven um we tried to drive down to a beach area but they were going to charge us at, you know yeah the state park gaviota state park yeah yeah forget that uh and it's you see going south you don't go through the tunnel so you're on that outer edge of the the mountain and we saw a little area we could pull over, and there's a there's a railroad bridge, yeah, uh, like an abandoned railroad bridge or something, right? No, no, the Amtrak. Remember uh, it went oh, by. Oh, yeah, that's right. No, we walked yes. out on the old highway, the old the, the, the old 101 bridge that we could walk out on. Yeah, right. yeah. it's at the Arroyo Hondo Fish Passage. Yeah, yeah so I we see. We were it. at Royal Hondo. Yeah, I see. So it here, yeah. we're we're gonna do some intro shots. All right, Mike's holding the reflector, got the camera on the sticks. Got the wireless is on, got some pops and hisses here and there. Of course, I don't write my intros out. So, you know, do it two or three times, screw it up three or four or five times. When we finally feel, okay, that one sounds good. Got a few that sounds good. Get into the editing bay. And I, I can't tell you why the cameraman didn't see it. And he may answer here why he didn't. There is a big glare right in my face. You can't hardly even see my face. Go figure. So uh, it was a great idea. It just didn't work out. Um, so I, I figured out another way through the magic of editing to cover up not having that. Nope. Sorry about that. I hit the space bar and the, I had the show over to the side started up. Oh. I don't know if you heard that or not. No, no. So, oh, okay. Sorry. So the, uh, you know, that's kind of what we learned, uh, things we got to watch for. Uh, I'm still encouraging the guys to use the bigger monitor. Uh, they don't always do that. 
Um, so, again, getting better. Show's still, you know, it's looking good. We're, get, we're getting better every time. Getting to really some cool locations. You know, think about it. We've California missions, um, uh, mom and pop type places. We've been to some, uh, you know, pretty good museums by now. And the next show, we might as well tell you what the next one's going to be so you can look forward to it. Uh, see, that would be episode five. Next time we're going to be in um, southwest Arizona at the Yuma Territorial Prison. Another one that's going to be one show dedicated to one location, basically because the, the caretaker or the, the historian there, another person who was just a delight to meet and had so, so much information. So stinking interesting. One story was longer than a segment could possibly be uh, cut down to, and we had miss a lot of it. So we ended up doing a full show. And sometimes that happens. It's not our format, but sometimes it does happen. Uh, so that's the little tidbit. Anybody else got any little tidbits before we uh, no. say goodbye? Any extra things you thought about of how this show worked out or didn't work out? or um, Nothing for me. Just trivia note, it was a 950-mile round trip on that one. Yeah, it's, it's a good... Wow. It's a good long drive. This state's huge, you know. You and uh, we didn't even get close to the uh, northern just edge. About of, halfway up, yeah. yeah. Well, a little three quarters of the way, probably. No, no, about halfway up. No, it's more than halfway. Okay, okay. Look at your map. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's uh, probably all we have to say for this episode of the American Landscape Podcast. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe and like and all that good stuff. And we'll see you the next time. 